Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The producers of this podcast recognize the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. One of my best friends died in September 11 in one of the towers. And so this conflating, this collision for me of my personal life, my policy work, my political roles, I think that was the hardest single period of my political life. And there were many I figured after that if I could manage that and then go headlong into an election, I could manage anything. That's Natasha Stotterspoyer, a rare breed of human for any number of reasons. Probably most notable is that she's a very unapologetically political woman, but people tend to like her anyway, which is quite an extraordinary achievement. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is Calm Your Farm, tips and tricks for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. Natasha Stott-Despoyer became a senator for the Australian Democrats at the age of 26. She's also the founding chair of the board of Our Watch, the national foundation to prevent violence against women and their children. And she's now a member of the UN Committee on the Elimination of Discrimination Against Women. And she's got two kids. Don't offer this woman an easy job. She doesn't want it. She'll throw it back in your face, I swear to God. So how does NSD relax? How does she calm that farm? Because I'm getting angry just thinking about her inbox. I'm angry, NSD. Can I call you NSD? Does anyone call you that, NSD? They should. There are many times where you wonder, oh, Can I manage this? Can I navigate this? I just want to go and curl up under the doona and not see anyone. And that's often magnified in public life. In fact, I look back now and see some of the extraordinary situations that I and indeed many other women faced in politics particularly and public life generally and think, how do we get through that? And I know in my case, the support of friends and networks and other women made a fundamental difference, women and men, to be fair, But there were times when I really wondered if I could continue as a politician when I would say almost 20 years to the day 
when we saw the Tampa episode unfold in Australian political life. And for those listeners who don't recall it, it was really the beginning of this very dark period of our treatment of refugees and asylum seekers. And to be dealing with that politically and personally as the daughter of someone who came to Australia as a refugee, that challenged my whole understanding of Australia's moral code and political code. And then within weeks of that fundamental debate and decision, September 11 happened. But at that time, I I felt I had to work on my resilience a lot. And uh, certainly, I'm a great believer in friendship networks, in support networks, in seeking help. And of course, as a former deputy chair of Beyond Blue, removing any stigma around issues such as mental health generally or anxiety and depression specifically. It's interesting as we approach the 20th anniversary and I, I, to this day, I can't look at the footage and to be a member of parliament giving a condolence generally about people, but actually having a very personal connection and realising how some members of that chamber at the time felt, oh, this is ridiculous, you know, what a drama, using it for political gain. Obviously, more people were empathetic and sympathetic and, and concerned about the state of the world than there were people who didn't care. But it was a pretty staggering, shattering time. And uh, I guess one that I'm reflecting on now for understandable reasons as we approach that anniversary. But I do no. describe that period as, I think, single-handedly the worst, whereas other people say to me, oh, losing the, you know, leaving the leadership or leaving parliament or you know, that debate that was really mean and nasty. Whereas, no, it's that when your personal issues and your professional life and all the things that you think were important in life crumble just a little bit, Mm. then it takes every bit of willpower and support to keep you in that game. It's interesting how when you're in the midst of something, how you just keep going whether it's a mixture of adrenaline or just that people rely on you or whether you've got other obligations or whether you're just on a path and you just know I'll keep going until I can't. And so I think whether it's, you know, in my case, issues that seem minor now in a political context or big personal issues that almost break you, there's always that sense, for me personally at least, that there's still more work to do. And obviously there are people in life that rely on you. You've got to keep going, but it's not easy. And I guess we all rely on different structures of support and different ways of coping. And I think being understanding of other people's lives and situations is probably a pretty good start to supporting each other. Always feel able to ask for help from someone. It may be a 1800 respect line or a lifeline or a beyond blue with, you know, I used to be associated, or whether it's a friend or a family member. So I think there's a lot to be said for reducing that stigma around asking for help if you're feeling vulnerable, if you're feeling sad, or even if you are depressed or anxious or experiencing other emotions. For me, you know, there are lots of things that I know I need to do if life is seemingly out of control or I'm not managing as well as I'd like to or if I'm feeling stressed or anxious about something and it is very much about solace you know I retreat and I need time alone to gather my thoughts and feel a bit more strong that's not necessarily the case for other people I look at my husband Ian who is the most gregarious creature I've ever met he derives his support and inspiration from yes being around people But being a social spark and enjoying people's company, it's not to say that I don't, but I know I re-energise. I know that I refresh. 
if I have time with my thoughts and myself, and whether that's with a good book or a chat with a dog, that's fundamentally important. So find out what works for you, but never, ever be embarrassed to reach out for help, be that professional or otherwise. I'm a great believer in that. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.